You know how every now and then you meet one of those people that you know is going to be your BFF for life? Well, I think I've met that person and we're going to talk to her today. So let's get rolling. You're listening to the Elevate Your Aid podcast, where we firmly believe that time management and productivity is just a matter of simple mathematics and prioritization. Productivity guru and self-care ninja Chris McPeak will debunk your biggest time management limiting beliefs. It's time to hear from everyday people like you sharing their tips and strategies for success and learning how to incorporate small changes in your life in order to make the most of every hour in your day. If you're ready to prioritize, synthesize, and realize your daily needs and wants, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, podcaster, and wannabe 200 breaststroke national champion, Chris McPeak. Hello, Elevator peeps. Thank you again for joining us at the Elevate Your Aid podcast. My guest today is Ashley Looker of the Unique Holistic Happiness Oh, no, you're not on a podcast. You just have a blog. Um, not just, of course, like you do so much more than that. But anyway, welcome, Ashley. I'm like talking out of my butt right now. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. So we have a mutual friend who's a fellow podcaster, Sarah Steckler, and she brought you into my horizon. I'm so glad she did because I kind of went over all of your stuff and I am so excited about the things that you dig into and I think we're definitely simpatico in some of the stuff that's important to us. So let's just go back to the beginning. Give me your origin story. How'd you start your business and what led you to focus particularly on productivity? Yes. Well, first and foremost, I love productivity. Always have. <laughs> um, just always been such like a nerd in that way. I love checking things off my list, achieving things. You know, I'm just very much an overachiever. love productivity. Um, but really, you know, where my story truly starts is when I was 23 years old, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. Okay. I literally went from, you know, being this happy, healthy human mm -hmm. being to waking up one morning and not being able to like steer the steering wheel of my car. My, the wow. so bad. It was, yeah, it was just really just such a weird experience really. But, um, and so I go to the doctor and, you know, they do all these tests on me, it comes back, you know, rheumatoid arthritis and the doctor's like, Hey, you should just try something different. This is weird. You know, I don't want you to get on this medication, but he never gave me any ideas of what to try. So I okay. go home <laughs> and I Google, this was like you know, over 10 years ago. And I Google, I'm like alternative therapies, to rheumatoid arthritis. And it's like this whole holistic health thing pops up, which was like right. very new back then. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll give it a try. And very quickly I discovered that I, have a, I had a really crappy diet. And so I started shifting my diet around and, you know, I started to see some really positive changes. Awesome. And then from that, I started to kind of dive into other areas of my life. Uh, my career, my sense of spirituality, creativity, my relationships, all of those things. And I quickly discovered that, you know, I was living with a, a high level of stress okay. and kind of my overachieving and perfectionistic nature, I think was really contributing to that stress. And I think essentially my symptoms of rheumatoid arthritis. And so, wow. um, I, it really just opened up my eyes and I had to take a step back and really think like, okay, I think I'm going about this whole productivity and like life thing wrong. <laughs> 
<laughs> and so, um, so yeah, it just really shifted my perspective and I started to really slow down. I started to, you know, come up and, um, I guess experiment with different ways to relax. And, um, I just started feeling so much better. And I was like, I can teach other people how to do this. Um, I really did think it was like complete BS that this kind of stuff only happens on TV. Right. Um, <laughs> until I like actually experienced it myself. And I was like, okay, like this really works. I want to help other people do the same thing. And here we are now. I love it. I know. And here we are now. It's pretty fantastic. If you would have asked me like 10 years ago right? during that diagnosis, I would have been like, yeah, right. Like this is not where I would have been, but I'm so happy and grateful for that diagnosis now, which sounds so strange, but it's so true because it got me to where I'm at. Hey, big spender. Does your paycheck fluctuate from week to week? Unless you're a shift worker or you have overtime, my guess is no. Time doesn't fluctuate either. You still have 168 hours to spend in every given week. No more, no less. So when you get that paycheck, do you just go hog wild and spend, 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 then pay your bills? Heck no. Then why do you spend your time that way? No budget, no idea of what you're doing from one day to the next, and when you run out of time, you just complain. There's not enough hours in the day. You need a time budget. Get this super little goodie by going to chrismcpeak.com forward slash free goodies. That's K-R-I-S-M-C-P-E-A-K dot com forward slash free goodies. And speaking of goodies, let's get on back to this episode, shall we? Well, it's so, it's so interesting to think, um, and I know a lot of other podcasters that talk about this, like they sort of find their calling because because something, some pain or sadness happens to them. I, Allison Melody from the Food Heals podcast, she lost her parents, um, to both of them to cancer. And so she wanted to work on, you know, food and things like that. And other people who like weight loss journeys, all kinds of things. So, um, yeah. it's, yeah, I, I think it's fascinating that we can turn our, like Allison said, turn our pain into our purpose. Yes. I, th that's basically what I did. I feel like too. Right. Yeah. So I love the idea of holistic happiness, part of your, your business title. So let's yeah. talk a little bit about how, how people can infuse joy and happiness into their day. And then also how that helps them with their productivity. Yeah. Well, like I said, I am a huge, <laughs> ambitious <laughs> overachiever, which doesn't always work <laughs> when you're trying to kind of find this balance and infuse joy and happiness into your day while also being productive. Um, so number one, I am a huge fan of sustainability. Okay. Um, you know, in the past, unfortunately, I had the experience of like going all in, like making these big, huge, ambitious goals and then failing miserably, right? Because they were unrealistic, unsustainable. Right. And so number one, I think sustainability, no matter what, you know, what habit you're, you're wanting to create in your life, I think that is where you have to start. And that's hard for us, like perfectionists, because I want to like do it all and be it all, all at once. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so really, I think sustainability for sure. And, uh, you know, what this really boils down to, because I love helping my clients, you know, really infuse happiness into their life. And you just have to carve out the darn time to do it because, yes. you know, nobody is going to do it for you. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, for so many years, I just pushed and hustled and I have a feeling we're going to get into this too, Chris, but, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I pushed and hustled for so many years for the wrong reasons 
and was never happy, you know? And so I think shifting that on that priority on its head and making happiness our priority, um, you know, I think in turn will just allow us to be more productive as well. So um, I don't want to hustle anymore. <laughs> I, I feel you exactly. And actually that's another, it's a good segue into the, the next question. I'm going to skip one. Um, so I'm a huge work-life balance advocate and it was work-life balance that actually led me down the path that I have now. So while I understand the importance of the hustle, I kind of hate it. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little <laughs> bit about your philosophy and tell me about this concept of striving to feel good while focusing on your business and being productive. Cause I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. So this is actually something I learned and I'm by no means, Chris, perfect at this. Um, I am in so many ways still learning how to do this too, you know? Um, yeah, we're all on a journey. Yeah, definitely. And I still find myself falling into those habits of hustle and trying to prove myself and check right. the one more thing off my list, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> but again, it's just it doesn't feel good, you know? So one of the things that I've been really trying to practice and what I help with my clients do is gauging our success and our productivity, I guess, right. by how much fun we're having. I love and, that. And this like scared the crap out of me at first. Cause I was like, what, how is it possible? How can we have fun and also be productive? Like, no, we just have to like work really hard and then like we get all the results we want. Right. Yeah. Not <laughs> exactly. Nope. That's not necessarily how it happens. And what I have found when I've been able to pump the brakes a little bit as much as I possibly can and focus on having fun, um, carving out little bits of time. It doesn't have to be a ton for happiness, for um, something that I like to call soul nourishment, which, and I would Ooh, love to yummy. talk about that for a second. Yeah. Um, because it kind of goes along with what we're talking about too. Um, you know, many of my clients come to me and they feel like depleted, deprived, they're working really hard, they're, um, you know, dealing with fatigue, low energy, things like that. And one of the things I, <laughs> you know, give them homework to do right away is add in soul nourishment. So what that is to me are those things in our life that just light us up from the inside out. Yes. Um, children are a great example of this. Like if you have ever, if you have children or if you, you know, are around children ever and they're like outside playing and they're like building forts and like running through puddles and they're doing all of these like things and you have to like coax them in to eat. Like, right think about eating because they're just like lit up. They're living their life. And that's what it is. We need to do that as adults too. And our soul nourishment could be so many things. Like it could be anything. Like for me personally, my soul nourishment is like yoga and writing and being out in nature and mm -hmm. like music and those things light me up. So, um, you know, when we find time for these things that I find that we're happier, we're healthier, um, we're less resentful, we're more productive. Right. Uh, so, you know, if you're kind of like, I don't know what my soul nourishment is, like, look back, you know, there most likely is something that you did, you know, either when you were younger or that you just forgot about 
that you put on the back burner because you were so busy because you had X, Y, and Z to do. Yep. Invite that back in, whether it's knitting or dancing or painting or whatever it is. Um, because I think ultimately it, it helps us, it fuels us, it gives us our energy, the energy we need to be productive so we can be the people that run businesses and have families and things like that. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, I, I love that. And I, you know, I think what I've noticed every job that I've left and I'm, um, I have a day job and the, the place I work now, I've been here almost seven years, which is almost double than any other place I've ever worked. And, and what I can recall thinking about every single job that I've left, it was because there was a part of that job that did not bring me joy. And, and I felt frustrated doing it day after day. And even like in every, and even at my current job, every performance appraisal that I get, like the supervisor can say, like, I know exactly when you are, when there's something in your job that doesn't make you happy because it, all your energy like gets out of it. And it's true. Um, if I've had work or tasks that I don't enjoy, I can't, even though I know like it's part of my job, I have to get it done, but I don't want to cause it sucks the life out of me. Um, yes. and I think we all have a little bit of that. And for, for folks that just get stuck in it and stay in it too long, I think, well, you know, there's, there's a fear factor there, but, um, I don't know why we would continue beating ourselves up doing things that don't bring us that joy. Yeah, exactly. And if you are, if you're listening to this right now and you're like in that soul sucking job, I mean, I think, I feel like we've all been there. Yes. Where can you add in that soul nourishment? Can you pull back out the, you know, the sewing kit that got pushed to the back of the closet? Can you, you know, start to add these things in? It doesn't need to be every day, but when it feels sustainable and doable for you, because that's life giving, right? Like that. And that is what we want. Um, And that's how I want to live my life, right? Like I want to feel nourished. I want to feel like my soul is being fed as much as possible. And that is within our control. So that's pretty cool too. (laughs) That's beautiful. So, okay. So we've been using the word soul a lot here. So what's a goal with soul as you call them? And how could I, or, or our listeners, how can we work on creating those and mastering those? Oh my gosh. Well, Chris, I so <laughs> wish that I could claim this, that I created Goals of Soul. I didn't. <laughs> Full disclosure. Um, so I actually learned about this Goals with Soul from Danielle Laporte. Do you know Danielle? Oh yeah, I'm familiar with her work. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was about five years ago, I bought her planner and I, I okay. think she has a book called The Desire Map, which is fantastic. I highly recommend it. Um, but for me, like finding this book and learning about goals of soul literally flipped how I set goals on its head. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So basically what goals of soul are, she says, Danielle, again, I can't claim this myself, but here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, she says that it's not necessarily the goal that we want to achieve. It is the feeling that we think we're going to get when we achieve that goal. So okay. let me give you an example. So sure. I, I have a, some health coaching clients, life coaching clients. Let's say you have a goal that you want to lose 30 pounds. Well, she would say, you know, it's, it's not necessarily that you want to lose 30 pounds, but maybe it's the fact that you want to feel confident. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, so instead of chasing the goal of wanting to lose the 30 pounds and pushing and striving and forcing yourself to go to the gym every single day, how about you focus on feeling confident? Like what are the things that you can do in your life that 
allow you to feel more confident. Like right now I was like, I'm a little nervous for this podcast interview. So I like <laughs> put on one of my favorite shirts, you know, like that makes me feel more confident. Um, and that just like blew my world wide open. Um, especially as somebody who, again, set unrealistic, unsustainable, ego-driven goals for so many years and failed again miserably at them. I was like, oh, that feels accessible. Mm -hmm. Like I can try to feel confident every day or like however it is that you want to feel, right? Um, And so, yeah, just that feels more accessible and doable to me rather than like focusing so much on that goal that feels maybe so far away and out of reach and like months down the line. Um, so I, I love thinking about and setting goals whistle in that way, right? Like still have the big Uh goal, like, you know, but again, like breaking it down into little bite-sized pieces of how you want to, Oh yeah, and letting that guide you. Yeah. The bite side pieces, bite sized pieces is huge. Um, are you, uh, are you high F on Myers-Briggs by the way? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to guess that you are. Um, and that's, I mean, that's me too. So I, you know, no wonder we're simpatico, but, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. What is that, Chris? Well, Myers-Briggs is a a personality type indicator. Um, it's, it's one of the older like personality tests and it was part of Carl Jung's, Carl Jung's research, but, um, it, it basically breaks everyone's personality down into, um, it is a label sort of, but there's, there's four areas. There's introversion, extroversion, there's, uh, intuition and sensing there's thinking and feeling. And then there's, um, perception and judgment. Um, and you can pay to take the test or there's also like some free online versions. I'm, I'm sure, but everything that you're telling me now about this, um, you know, Daniel Laporte's work and the goals with soul. I mean, even just the notion of like, instead of losing 40 pounds, I want to feel more confident. And I love how connected it is to a feeling um, that allows us to sort of elevate um, our mindset and, and maybe not so much think about like, oh, well, I, I gained a pound this week. So I guess my goal is shot and I don't care anymore, but right. it's still gain a pound within trying to feel healthier and still feel more confident. And I, I love the, um, I just love the way that's kind of wrapped into into a feeling is something that you can kind of hold like a, like a warm blanket or like a, like a nice cup of cocoa or something. Yes, exactly. I know we can, we can generate these feelings, right? We can generate these feelings and how we want to feel through our little actions that we take every single day. Like, um, you know, one of the things, one of my, how I want to feel last year was vibrant, right? So Uh that in mind, like, there's lots of things that I can choose in my day that allow me to feel more vibrant or allow me to feel more free or more alive or whatever it is for you. Yeah. And that is like, if I'm living my life, like feeling the way I want to feel like that is success. (laughs) That is pretty successful. Right. And like, also the really amazing thing about that is that when we're feeling the way we want to feel, I think that we're more apt to achieve our goals Mm -hmm. quicker and probably more ease. Right. Yeah, totally. I completely agree with you there. Um, Awesome sauce. So based on your research and your work with clients, what does it mean to you to be successful and productive? And we probably like hit on this already a little bit, but. Yeah, I love this question. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
again, still really figuring this out every day myself, especially like as an entrepreneur, right? Like side hustling and, you know, well, you know, aside from the hustling, you know, having that side gig, um, it's a challenge, right? Mm -hmm. Because for me, like I love coaching and I love working on my business and I can do it all the time and I could, you know, just nonstop. And I have to have really personal, you know, boundaries around that. But sure. I think, you know, first and foremost, and what I work with my clients around is like defining and understanding that that is going to look different for everybody, right? Absolutely. Like how yeah. you define success and how you define your productivity is going to look different than the people on the internet who tend to compare yourself to yeah. and raise. Yeah. Um, you know, so give yourself permission for you to define and to decide what that's going to look like for you. Mm -hmm. Um, because you know, one of the things that I discovered right away was that like having it all, like, you know, as an entrepreneur and a small business owner and somebody trying to do the work in the world, you know, right. you know, there's these expectations that I have put on myself to like make the six figures and get all the clients and have the wait list and do the things and right. And that just never felt good. Right. Like, mm -hmm. and we don't need to have all of those things in order to be happy or to be successful. Absolutely. And so that's why it's so important for us to define what that looks like for ourselves. Um, so define it yourself, <laughs> you know, live by your own dang rules. Like you get to make the Absolutely. rules of what success looks like for you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's cool. That feels good. Um, yeah. You have a delightful journal and you're going to donate one of these to our listeners and it has a super cool name. Um, tell, <laughs> tell us what, tell us about the happy as fuck journal. <laughs> I was going to ask you, I was like, I wonder, I'm just going to hold my tongue and not curse on this show because the F word does tend to slip out. So. <laughs> it's totally okay. And I have to tell you, like, I just finished an interview with Sarah Knight and, um, all her books yes. have either fuck or shit in the title. So yes. I'm not real. I'm not feeling too bad about, um, any of my, any of my, uh, expletives today. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think I just got I think she has a book. Is it like calm the fuck down or yep. something like that? Yep. Okay. I have That's it. Good. I haven't read it yet, but it's on my list. Anyway, oh, man. she's, she's awesome. Yeah. Her books are amazing. I am a big, big, big fan. Big, yeah. huge. <laughs> Me too. I know. I'm like, I want to be a writer like her. <laughs> right. I know. I want to be, I want to be funny like her. I mean, I think, I don't know. I'm funny, yeah. but I'm not funny like Sarah Knight. Anyway. Uh, Sarah, both Sarah's. We love you, Sarah's. Right. Uh, yeah. The Sarah's <laughs> in our life. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Beautiful people. Yeah. So yeah, the happiest fuck journal. Oh my gosh. This journal lived in my heart for so many years. Like I was like, wow, I want to write this, write this journal. I want to write this journal and bless all my friends and family who listened to me talk about the journal for so many years. And we're probably like, Oh my God, Ashley, make the journal. Okay. Right. Like, just do it. <laughs> Please, and so this on. is, yeah, stop talking about it. Um, actually this is where Sarah Steckler comes in, who was just recently on your show. Um, I think yeah. a few months ago. And so Sarah actually helped me create this journal. Oh, and magnificent. So yeah. So, um, the journal, I'm obsessed with happiness. Okay. okay. I am obsessed. <laughs> I mean, you know, to break it down, I'm obsessed with happiness and I am really passionate about, again, defining what happiness looks like for, for my clients and right. defining them with those things. 
And, you know, throughout my years of research with happiness, I've broken it down and really started to understand that there are scientifically proven practices that increase and or sustain our happiness. And so I was like, I want to create a journal that takes these practices and puts them into one place, you know, where we can really intentionally practice them every single day. And let's just see what happens, right? Like, let's just see what happens when we intentionally practice happiness. Okay. And uh, yeah. And so that's basically what the journal is about each day. It's a 108 day journal. And each day it's broken into three sections, mindfulness, holistic well-being, and empowerment. Okay. All things that contribute to our happiness. And then um, yeah, each daily page, you know, there's a, a place to practice gratitude, a place to write down what you're proud of yourself for, water intake, sleep, self-care, um, you know, a, a journaling prompt around happiness, all things that have been proven to increase and or sustain our happiness. And so, yeah, it's kind of like this, this experiment with yourself where you get to dive in and, and really shift your internal environment, your mindset and, um, you know, hopefully elevate your mood and, um, elevate your, your level of happiness in your life from the inside out, rather than being like, Oh, I'll be happy when I lose the weight or get the car, but you know, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I just really love how you've got a, fe- a feeling attributed to all of these different possible goals that people set. And, you know, you're hitting on all the big ones that I think tend to be like the most popular people want to be thinner. People want to have more money. People want to have more time. Yeah. Um, and, and putting a feeling on it just sort of gives you, um, and yeah, it's like the, like I said before, it's that warm blanket thing. It, it's the confidence. That's the comfort piece that, um, yeah. Makes it seem like you're, you're achieving a way that you want to feel about yourself as opposed to, you know, taking everything off the list. I think it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, taking responsibility and instead of looking for the external validation, <laughs> and the approval, yeah. you know, really creating it yourself. And that is where the empowerment piece comes in, right? We have the power and the responsibility yeah. to, you know, really honor our happiness, honor our health, take responsibility for our lives and, and feel our best. So that's what this little journal is all about. (laughs) It's awesome. And we're going to do a giveaway and there'll be details in the show notes about that. But what you got to do people, if you're listening, you need to follow me on Instagram. You need to follow Ashley on Instagram. And then there's, um, there's a form on my website you need to fill out. And once you do that, then you are entered in the giveaway and we will, Ashley and I will together pick one lucky person who's going to get a copy of the happy as fuck journal within the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned, check the show notes for more details on that. Look at both of our Instagrams because the details will be in there as well. Yeah. Um, okay. Before I ask you the last question, I want to do some rapid fire with you. Okay. And this <gasps> okay. Is completely fun, hokey, worthless, but still fun things. Okay. okay. So first one, Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Madonna or Gaga? Madonna. Red wine or white wine? Red. Donuts or cupcakes? Cupcakes. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Dogs or cats? Dogs. And what's your favorite guilty pleasure? Oh, gosh. There's so many. (laughs) My favorite guilty pleasure. Um, 
probably like watching Netflix in the middle of the day. Yeah, <laughs> that should be me to a T. <laughs> Absolutely. And occasionally wanting to play like really bad 80s rap in the car. That's right? one too. <laughs> oh, that is so good. You have my heart, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, we're simpatico. We were born to be best friends. I know. Me and Sarah, we go on a girly trip together. <laughs> I love it. Ashley, where can everybody find you online, connect with you on social, et cetera? Yeah, so my website is uniqueholistichappiness.com. So you can mm -hmm. go over there. I have um, an email list if you want to sign up. You get lots of different freebies and courses and all kinds of great stuff all around happiness and health. And um, I hang out on Instagram the most. So I am over there at Ashley Looker. So come find me and hang out with me. Definitely go find Ashley, you guys. You have to if you want to win a copy of her journal. And we have been talking to Ashley Looker today. Thank you so, so much for being on Elevate Your Eight podcast. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I'd love for you to hit that subscribe button and then scat on over to leave a rating and review for Elevate Your Aid. This ensures that Apple Podcasts knows we are out there and providing great content for you, the audience. Want 22 new ways to make more time and do the things you love? Go to chrismcpeak.com forward slash elevate for my free guide on rockstar time management. That's chrismcpeak.com forward slash elevate. The guide is free and it's just for Elevate Your 8 listeners. See you next week. Keep elevating.